Well, good morning, IBC family. As I kind of mentioned last week, but just a reminder, maybe you weren't with us last week, and so you have no clue whatsoever what's going to happen this morning, but I'm going to tell you right up front, this morning is going to be a very special morning, not because we don't consider every Sunday gathering special in, in its own way, but we're going to take a short hiatus of our Genesis series. We're going to pick that up next week. Uh, but this morning, something that we do every single year is we actually take the time to remember. We take the time to, uh, we call it our annual celebration service, and specifically, we, the, the theme's kind of up, up there behind you, so you can kind of see it for yourself, but it's always an opportunity and worth the time to look back with the purpose of celebration of God's faithfulness, as well as an opportunity to look ahead with God's faithful anticipation. And so we really believe that God is the one who is building his church, that Jesus is fulfilling his promise that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. So we take the time every year, all throughout the year, but especially during our annual celebration to remember. I love what Psalm 77 says when it says this. Uh, it says, did it come up there for me? Megan, you can bring it up there for me. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. You know, one of the most important acts of worship that we see throughout the pages of Scripture is, the, is really the, the, the call to worship, specifically the call to remember. In fact, when you look at how God set up the structure, the worship structure for Israel, many of the uh, acts of worship for Israel were all about feasts and festivals and monuments, all for the ultimate purpose of remembering His faithfulness. If I were to ask this question, why is it spiritually beneficial to take the time to remember God's faithfulness, there'd probably be a lot of reasons. You might, uh, if we were to open it up right now, which we will not do, but if we were to open it up right now, you might have all kinds of uh, very valid reasons as to why it's beneficial to remember God's faithfulness. But the most obvious reason why we are called to remember is we don't. We forget we forget very easily how much and in the, the many different ways that God has worked in our lives individually as well as in our lives corporately. You see, when we forget how God has worked faithfully in our lives in the past, we can easily become anxious about the circumstances that we find ourselves in now or will find ourselves in very shortly. But when we take the time to remember His faithfulness, that process of remembering his faithfulness brings us back to a healthy position and posture. It brings us, it strengthens us, and it encourages us to remember that if God has always been faithful, then he will continue to be faithful in my life or in our lives as a church. And so this morning, we're going to take some time to remember. Now, there's a lot of ways we could approach this. There's a lot of strategies. There's a lot of things we, can, we could do. And every year, we're, we're, we're praying as a pastoral staff, how, Lord, do you want us to remember your faithfulness? This year, or this morning, the way in which we are going to remember God's faithfulness is by highlighting who he has raised up for various works of ministry. 
In other words, this morning is going to be about kind of a, a who's who of who's doing what. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard, and if you've, any of you have ever heard this principle. It's called the 80-20 principle. Anybody ever heard of the 80-20 principle? Yeah, if you have not heard of it, let me just briefly explain it. The 80-20 principle is this. 80% of the work gets accomplished by, guess what? 20% of the people. And especially in the context of the church, no doubt some of you might have thought this to yourself. Oh man, it's just like I feel like I'm doing everything and where's all the, where's all the volunteers? Where's all the faithful servants, you know? And we feel like we're doing it alone or we're feeling under the weight of all that we said yes to in the first place. So the 80-20 principle is very much true in the context of many churches, but I firmly believe that that principle is not true of IBC. And I believe as a result of our time here this morning, I think you're going to see very clearly God is doing a lot of different things through a lot of different people, and so we're going to have an opportunity to recognize that and celebrate His faithfulness by how He has raised up so many different brothers and sisters, servants of God, for the work of ministry. The way we're going to do that, first of all, is highlight the leadership roles that are being fulfilled in our church. There, if you, uh, depending on the church you might have come from or the denomination you came from, there's all kinds of leadership structures. They're fancy, in a fancy way, they're called leadership polity. At IBC, our leadership structure is an elder-deacon leadership structure in the sense that we believe those are the biblically prescribed role, leadership roles on the pages of the New Testament and, and applicable for us today. So this morning, we're going to start out and identify or recognize the particular leadership roles. And first of all, I just want to highlight the fact that we have a pastoral staff that is here to love and to serve you however the Lord leads them. So Pastor Tom, Pastor Corey, and Pastor Mike, would you guys, would you guys please come up here right now? And I just want to introduce you to our brothers here. I'm going to start youngest to oldest. First of all, you guys know Pastor Corey. He likes to wear plaid. So, <laughs> now, Pastor Corey, if you do not know, Pastor Corey oversees our student ministries, which includes middle school. There we go. High school. You got your own section over there, Corey, right there. <laughs> middle school and high school and even beyond. And, of course, he wears many different hats, so he gets pulled into pretty much to every sector of ministry possible uh, to his own demise sometimes. But Corey is incredibly gifted, and God is using him in incredible ways. And so we are very blessed to have Corey be a part of our pastoral staff. And then, yes, you can go and clap again if you want to. Yeah, so... We also, have, we also have our dear brother, Pastor Tom. He needs no introduction whatsoever, but I'm going to just tell you anyways, Pastor Tom has had quite a resume of experience. Not only did he grow up in Brazil on the Amazon River and been back and forth many times, he's a teacher, he's an educator, he is an incredible lover of people, and God has brought him into our church family, and he oversees multiple different ministries, like the missions, he oversees all the global and local missions 
uh, efforts that we have, like with Zimzan Global, Embrace Liberia, COTN, among others. And he also uh, oversees the, uh, the IBC Kids, which includes Awana and the nursery and uh, the children that go flooding out of here every single Sunday. So uh, God is using him in incredible ways. He's also helped oversee life groups. He gets pulled in a lot of different directions. And what makes, I think, Tom incredibly stand out is this. He just loves people and he loves Christ church. And so, and I know that many of you are nodding your head because you're like, I've been on the receiving end of that love. And so you are very, very much a part of this church family. We just love it so much. Last, last but not least, this man needs no introduction. Just go with it. Just, just go with it. Some of you, he might need an introduction because uh, some of you are kind of newer to this church and you're like, who's that white-haired guy, you know, on stage? And uh, I don't mean that in disrespect at all. That's called wisdom. For some of you, it's not wisdom. For him, it, it is wisdom. And just so you know, if you don't know Pastor Mike, he has been the senior pastor, lead pastor of IBC for 41 years prior to Mike coming in. So to, to put things in perspective, this building didn't exist before he came. Like none of this area existed. It was just a bunch of forest at the time. The, 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 um, the old thrift store down on First and Vine was where he came in in, I think, 1976, and that's when it all began. And so Mike has, been faith, has faithfully served Christ Church through Independent Bible Church. We, as other pastors, are actually working and serving on the legacy that he has actually established in his faithfulness. And, so, and he's actually still teaching. Just because he's pastor emeritus and, quote, retired, he's He's like some of you retired people, not retired, just lateral movement to many different things. He's still teaching at the men's breakfast Wednesday mornings. He's, he fills the pulpit here. He fills a pulpit actually multiple different churches around town. And so God is continuing pulling him all over the place because he is an incredibly gifted teacher and leader and is on many, many different uh, ministry boards because of his wisdom. So brother, we're so glad that you continue to be a part of this team. So, love you. All right, get down there. No, 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 get down, get down. (laughs) Next, the next biblically prescribed leadership role is the the elder board. Now, just to give you, before, they're going to come, come on up, come on, George, you start, just start now. The elders are going to come forward, and they're going to come right in the front here, and Steve Blakeman is going to come on up and introduce them. Now, as they come forward, as they come forward, I just want to say this. If you wonder what the difference was between pastors and elders, there actually is hardly any difference. The only difference between pastors and elders is that pastors are kind of a, what were considered staff shepherds, staff overseers, but these are lay overseers, but we fulfill the same function and role to serve this body. And this is the man that God chose for such a time as this, Steve Blakeman, to uh, lead as chairman of the elder board. So, Steve, why don't you go and introduce the team here? Certainly. The, uh, <clears throat> you know, the Tuesday night, George suggested a verse that I thought was appropriate for the circumstance. 
First Thessalonians 2.19 says, For who is our hope or joy or crown of exultation? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus that is coming? You know, these are men that care deeply for IBC, they care deeply for you. We spend a lot of time in prayer. The, uh, we love making the phone calls and contacting you. We love encouraging and coming alongside you in the battles of life. On that, And these men also, uh, they're vetted, and they carry themselves in a way that they are, even as the word says, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. These are men that you can call on to pray for you within the circumstances that you face on that. So I'd like to introduce uh, these men, uh, and I'll do that based upon seniority uh, and time served. Time served, not necessarily age, although it's, it's, it's pretty close. <clears throat> the first on that is uh, George Wood. And Dr. Vern Swenson. Chaplain Dan Weldon. Uh, Dr. Rob Craven. Dr. Aaron Swenson, Master Craftsman Kevin Yancey, over the last two years, one of the things we've seen is uh, all of us continue to uh, get wisdom on the top of our heads. The, uh, we've been bringing in some younger folks. On that, and over the last two years, and we've also changed the system in which we uh, bring people on. There's uh, about six months of study and conversations, and then six months of serving on the board in a non-voting status. On that, a Christian phobian, <laughs> was the first that came on in that. Uh, Joe Fors. And then in December, uh, we put a man's name before you uh, for a 30-day clearing period in which you give feedback before they move into full eldership on that. And that period passed, and we voted on Tuesday to bring him on as a full voting board, elder board member, uh, Neil Penso. So these are the men that God has called to serve you and love you and love his church on that. And uh, we pray for you. We would ask that you would pray for us. Amen. What's that? So as Steve said, these men love you. Their primary responsibility is to serve this church in a spiritual way, to really put the Word of God and to pray for you fervently every single day. And guess what? They actually do that. 
It's not just something we say uh, because it's the right thing to say. They actually pray and are fervent before the Lord on your behalf. There's another leadership team, however, that also loves you just as much and is eager to serve you. And they're what the Bible describes as deacons or deaconesses. And so we have the opportunity right now to highlight both the deacons and the deaconesses. That's your cue, deacons. Deacons, come forward right now, as well as Rob Hooker, chairman right now. Come on up here. The deacons are also uh, in a servant leadership uh, role or responsibility where they care for the physical and the logistic needs of the church. And the chairman of the deacon board is Rob Hooker. Aaron talked to me a couple times and said, listen, you got to keep this short. You get, say what a deacon is and what they do in a sentence in each one. So I worked on that, keeping it down. The deacons are God-filled, Jesus-following men that have been called to serve this church, to take care of the widows and the orphans, and so that the pastors and the elders begin praying for you guys and studying the Word. So that's what the deacons are called. What we do um, is a lot of things. This church basically runs because of these guys. Um, Yeah. We've got different, we have the um, Benevolence uh, Committee, we've got Finances, we've got um, Helps, we've got uh, special projects where, you know, Jimmy's not here at Venazio, but Jimmy and Jimmy, these guys live here because they're constantly doing, working all the time. Um, ushers, so we just a lot of different different uh, aspects that we do, but these men love you, and they love to work for you guys, and I just think, you know, when I first thought of it, I put it down was, uh, they're worker bees. They're just little worker bees, but I want to introduce them. I guess I'll just go down on this, and this is Brian Hardy, and he's in, the, uh, in charge of the ushering, <laughs> and next to him is Art Estes, who's so faithful. Next is a new guy. We just brought him on, Rich, uh, Rich Lamb. He's a next-door neighbor and a dear brother, and uh, yeah, I love him. Um, next is Bob Roth. And Jay Laux, who uh, takes care of the... He's the, he's the guy that takes care of all the uh, landscaping and firewood, so he's a busy man. And you all know Jim Sisk. <laughs> I know he doesn't like to be highlighted, but this guy works constantly, and, we're, and he's in charge of moving and so many other things. Next is Phil uh, Esham. And next is Roger Hogan. He's, this guy, his ministry is, is really caring for the widows. When we can keep him here, he's really awesome about it. So, But yeah, we love that. Next is Sheldon Collier. Did you get that right? <laughs> Another newbie, kind of, is Mike Spencer. We, you all know Mike. We love him. John Bain is one of our brand new guys. And then in charge of finances and the scribe is Buzz Cutting. Doc, who's in charge of benevolence, um, 
and Leighton Cougar, who we have on, on our board now, they are in the Philippines enjoying life. I know Jason tried to show me pictures. Look at this picture. I said, I don't want to see it because he's in shorts around a swimming pool enjoying the sun. So they are not with us. Uh, and I think um, uh, Mike Anderson is not with us. So, but this is your deacon board, and these guys love to serve you guys. Perfect, perfect. Well, Rob, even, even servant leaders have to take a time to rest, too. And I know both uh, Layton and, uh, and Doc, I have, uh, they are very active, and so I'm glad they're getting a little, little uh, R&R on the beaches of the Philippines. Um, Another leadership team that we have, it's really kind of the, the feminine version of uh, the deacon servant leadership role is the deaconesses. That's the, just the feminine term. And so Karen Yancey and Sonia Brown are the ch- co-chairs of that ministry. You can come forward right now. And all those deaconesses that are a part of this, come forward. Yeah, don't feel shy. Come forward. Come on. Come on. Here we go. We're all family here. This is Sonia Brown, this is Karen Yancey, and they are the co-chairs of the Deaconess Board, so why don't you introduce your team for us? I'm so glad you all came today. Oh my gosh, this is great. So uh, we have been so blessed with a group of ladies that have a strong desire to serve this body and glorify God. Um, We do not as much as the deacons, but we do host a lot of things. We prepare... uh, Uh, comfort meals for those that are in need. We also host memorials, and then we do um, communion. We set up for your communion and stuff, and wherever else we might be needed for extra special events. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, We'll introduce the gals. On the far right is Norma Steinbacher. Selena Edwards, who just loves to serve. <laughs> uh, Karen Walston. Uh, Anna Zayak. Terry Root. Miss Kendra Fors. I think she's the youngest. And <laughs> We love her. Lori Tabor. Nancy Weaver. Linda Eschen. Teresa Hulse. Ms. Maureen Reynolds. Holly Breitbach. Another newbie. And Peely Myers. And we're missing Tess, who's also in the Philippines. Everybody knows Huggy Tess. And Diana Sisk, bless her heart, keep praying for her, her health right now. And Barb Wilson. So we couldn't do without all of these guys. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. And I just want to say, like, as they're going to have their seat, going to get their seat, uh, I'm reminded all the time, especially when we do memorials, and I know Pastor Tom and Pastor Mike can attest to this as well, 
Every single time a memorial is complete and there's a reception and they're done, the, whatever family that we are serving in that capacity, they are blown away by how loved and how everything is just cared for and all they have to do is just show up and mourn the loss of a loved one, but yet everything else, all the details are thought of and taken care of. I mean, that's just one of the many ways in which the deaconesses serve this church as well as serve the community and have served so many people. So thank you so much, ladies, for your very faithful service. Um, you might be wondering to yourself, you're like, is my hand going to be like red hot by the end because we're clapping so much? That may be the case, uh, though we'll, we'll kind of maybe save some applauses at the end or something like that. I don't know. Whatever you feel led to do. Um, there are many other leadership roles that are representative at our church. What, I, what we just went through were the biblically prescribed leadership roles, the elders, the pastors, the deacons, and the deaconesses, but there are many other leadership roles, and one such leadership role is really in the area of finances and church administration. And so I'm going to ask Kim Sutton and John McNutt to come forward and, and to share uh, an administrative as well as a finance report. As they're coming up, you might be wondering, like, what kind of role is that? Or is that a really a biblical leadership role? And yes, it is. Um, even in Jesus' 12 disciples, they had a treasure. Now, namely, the treasure was Judas. <laughs> so don't make any correlation here. <laughs> this is not just, we have been blessed with men and women of integrity as opposed to Judas. And so we have, again, just another way of saying thank you, God, for raising up quality people that love you and are serving your church without any questions asked. So John McNutt, Kim Sutton, come forward, and why don't you give our administration report? Well, I suppose I should thank Aaron for that wonderful introduction. Uh, but anyway, I want to tell you that it's uh, an honor and a blessing to serve as your treasurer. And as your treasurer, um, amongst other things, I do chair the finance committee. And in a nutshell, the finance committee seeks the Lord's wisdom in all things financial. So whether it's monthly monitoring of our finances and development of the budget and things of that sort, that they always seek the Lord's wisdom. Now, the members of that committee, which I'll introduce, they can stand up, would be uh, Joe Fors, who must be here somewhere. There he is. Uh, Barb Wilson is out of town. Uh, Neil Penso. And Buzz Cutting. They're all diligent servants and uh, have a lot of expertise in matters. Also should mention that we do have a financial secretary, and that is Steve Tucker, who I don't believe is here today. Uh, responsibility is simple. He makes sure that your offerings are secure and properly accounted for. So through your offerings to the Lord... You support the various ministries within IBC, which in turn has an evangelistic influence in our community and in the world. And it's an encouragement to see your selfless giving. And I might add, it's also a rich blessing to see 
young people giving offerings to the Lord. I also want to be reminded of uh, the Apostle Paul in his message to the church in Philippi. And he wrote that letter much as a father would to his children. Because even though Paul was in prison, uh, the Philippians were still helping to spread the gospel through him. Now, in Philippians 1, 3 through 5, I'll just paraphrase it, that God is so thankful for the Philippians because of their partnership with him in spreading the gospel. So Paul reminds us that our tithes and offerings are not separated from ministry, but rather an essential part of it. So your tithes and offerings, when they help missionaries abroad to preach the gospel around the world, it's as if you're right there with them. And when your tithes and offerings support the ministries within IBC, it's as if you're standing right there beside them helping to minister. So I just want to end my little spiel here and just say that, yes, giving is an act of worship to our Lord and Savior. And yes, it is a good time to celebrate all that God is doing through IBC. Good morning, IBC family. I am Kim Sutton, the church administrator here, and I administer through the church business and oversee the admin and the facilities staff. Uh, I would like to introduce them to you, if I could please, uh, if they would just stand up where where you're at. Our uh, awesome administrative staff, Gina Lauman, Steve Stratton, Glenna Pitt, Donna Lamb, Helen Bunch, Jean Finman watching from Arizona, Erica Swenson, Sonia Brown. Thank you. I'd also like uh, to introduce our custodial staff, uh, Dewey. Doolittle. We have uh, another team uh, that has formed recently, the facilities review team. And so we have our elder chairman, Kevin Yancey, who heads that up. Stand up. Thanks. Thanks, Kevin. Neil Penso. Buzz Cutting. Doug Neville, and Doc Baudet watching from the Philippines. Our IT director, I'm not sure if Doug Neville is here. He may be updating something somewhere. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, thanks, 
Thanks, all of you. And our administrative offices have fully settled into our new home base here at the Alvers campus. And we are indeed looking back with celebration. This time last year, we had just moved up here, and we were inviting all of you into the office. It's an incredible blessing to be here. Uh, it, it helps us to connect to ministries, and we just are so grateful. Thanks, thanks be to God that we're here. The staff in the office are delighted to be a part of this new, fresh life that's really been breathed into this place. The life is you, our church family. You come into the office in person to conduct ministry more readily and regularly now that we are here at the Alvers campus. It is very, very good to see you all. We are able to see and hear ministries taking place, which is life-giving. The church is abuzz with increased activity. Every day, almost every day, this building is full. We are growing. We have approximately 100 more souls attending every Sunday. Praise the Lord. For this we celebrate. The IBC fiscal year runs from September 1 to August 31st. Last year, ministry teams were tasked to monitor budgeted expenses carefully and our budget received an operational cut. The efforts combined resulted in the church ending in a positive way in the the end of the year, August 2023. So thank you, God. We, We celebrate this. And this year, the Finance Committee implemented a zero-based budget. Ministries identified with detail the expenses anticipated to fulfill their individual ministries. This proved to be an effective exercise in the budgeting process. The Finance Committee felt the need to tighten up our belt, so to speak. The budgeted uh, giving for this year was set at 94000 less than last year. Additionally, unspent budgeted funds from that year were made available for this year. Right now, IBC's current budget continues to hold steady, and we are looking ahead in anticipation to the end of this year. Thank you. The Finance Committee is grateful for the many years before now uh, of diligence and honorable stewardship of the IBC financial assets. Continuing in this pattern, IBC investments have primarily maintained in certificates of deposit and a minimum Paragon cash liquidity balance. The Finance Committee, together with the Facilities Review Team, would believe that these funds are provisional for such a time as this. As a portion of these funds to date have been set aside specifically to contribute to the necessary property maintenance. The facilities review team are tasked to oversee uh, the IBC's tangible assets or the property. This year, the facility review team identified upcoming maintenance of resurfacing, curbing, and paint striping our parking lot. Initial estimates for this project are coming in at just under $300,000. Additionally, an update that is hoped for is to remodel our restrooms in the worship center, adding a family ADA-compliant restroom. These are just two of the major projects that are on the horizon, and we are looking forward to to being able to do these in the future. Uh, So this is just an overview. Um, If anyone would like further financial details or uh, property details, uh, please give me a call at the church office. I just want to say, in all the things the Lord has, the Lord is blessing IBC and showing himself faithful through your generous giving, both of your time and your resources. I am reminded of the passage in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. 
blessed to be a blessing. God has blessed IBC so that we can bless others by serving, by giving, and by witnessing. And that is exactly what we're doing. So thank you, IBC family, for your faithfulness. The Lord bless you. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. Good job. And John, we appreciate what you guys and all your team uh, do. Amazing. IBC family, before we move on, this is not even in my script, okay? So we're highlighting, and just a reminder, the reason we're highlighting all these, it's all what God is doing. All glory to him. It's an amazing thing, and we love it. It's goosebumpy to me. When Pastor Aaron is talking about the 80-20 thing, it is absolutely not true of this body. And that's already being seen. All the people that have stood up here are a part of what God is doing. He has tapped them on the shoulder for those things. But many of you are a part of what God is doing also. And I get the opportunity and the privilege of highlighting you. I'm going to do that in a moment. But before I do that, unscripted, we would be just missing it if we didn't really celebrate and honor the Lord by giving him praise for our lead pastor, Aaron Bacon. Right? Right on, brother. So to be in the inner sanctum and ministering and working alongside our brother Aaron is a privilege because I get, we get to see his heart and he loves you. He loves the Lord dearly. He, his desire in his life is to serve the Lord with everything he has and to serve you. There are many times he wishes some of his responsibilities were on somebody else so he could just be with you. He has said that and that's where his heart is. And, uh, and so, how, how blessed we are, what a gift we have to have Aaron and Abby as our lead family, and we're so thankful for you and, and all your tribe, all right? Praise God for you. Amen. <clears throat> IBC is a church that loves children. We love children in this church because they are precious to God. He loves children, so we take his lead and we champion children in, in this church. And God has raised up amazing leaders to lead those ministries that are discipling kids. And I want to just highlight the word disciple. That's what it is. It's not babysitting service. It is discipleship of children in our church. It's here to help you families you parents to boost um, and support what you are doing at home with your families as you raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, as the Word of God tells us. So I want to highlight some people. I'll start with Rachel Alton is not here. Rachel Alton is an amazing leader of uh, our children's, IBC Kids Children's Church and um, VBS. And it's, she does an amazing job. Rachel, if you happen to be watching, we want to say thank you for your service to King Jesus. My wife, Sue Lott. Sue, would you please stand right there? And if you would stay standing, please. Sue is uh, IBC Kids Children's Church leader, along with Rachel, 
Uh, God has given her tremendous vision and experience and all those things to bring that. And she's a team builder. I love what she's done with the team. In fact, in the corner back there are the IBC Kids Children's Church leaders for today. They've come over here. They are in the back corner. Would you please recognize them? Thank you, you guys, for leading, for discipling. And now I'm going to ask you to stand if you serve with Children's Church. If you serve with Children's Church, would you please stand in any capacity? Check this out. Stay standing. Check it out. Thank you. It's an amazing thing. This team is an amazing thing as they disciple kids. All right. You guys get to sit down, and you guys can go back. We're going to send your people into you very shortly. All right. Thank you for coming over. Appreciate it so much. Awana. Suzette Taylor, where are you? Are you here? Suzette? She's setting up for the potluck. I hate when people serve in different capacities. Stay in your lane, Suzette. <laughs> nope. That's, there we go. All right. Awana. Suzette is our fearless commander in that, ministry leader. I would like to have all those who help with Awana. Please stand up. We have leaders. We have directors, volunteers. Would you please stand? Thank you so much for your service to King Jesus in Awana. An amazing things. Nursery, all right? Christina Becker, she's probably in there. She's in there. Her husband's. You should stand up, Anthony. Come on, man. Yeah, come on. Okay. All right. All of you who serve, take turns in the, in the nursery. Would you stand, please? Taking care of our little children. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We love what you do. Always amazing to walk in there and see grandparents that are in there and almost great grandparents serving. It's great. So thank you so much. I would say this about Sue Lotz and Rachel Alton. They've had quite a run and they are feeling the Lord is saying their time is up in leading that. And so this summer they're done. They're stepping out of leadership of those roles. They're still here. I'm not letting her go for crying out loud. And I'm, I'm saying these things under great duress. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but Sue and Rachel are going to step back from leadership. So we are looking for leaders for IBC Kids Children's Church in Awana, or not Awana, but in uh, VBS. That's a word out, all right? If there's anybody in here, we're, I, I, we'll be talking, all right? We're going to be coming knocking on your door very soon. And at this time, it seems appropriate. Children, you've been sitting here, hanging out, enduring while we celebrate. We're going to let you go and celebrate and worship together. All right? Ages four to eight, you're now dismissed over this way to Children's Church. And then we're going to just cannot carry on. <laughs> you know what? What a testimony when you see kids bounding, not to escape, but to run to something that is it's just an incredible ministry over there for them. I, I just, let's give God praise. Come on, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm going to highlight some other ministries that are going on that have great impact. They will not carry forth on all of them. 
uh, just, but I want to mention the ministries and those who are leading them and so forth. I'm going to start with Grief Share. Grief Share came to IBC because of people that God raised up. Linda Flagel, Roseanne Metzler, Asa Curry, Nancy Weaver. Would you guys stand up, please? Thank you for leading this ministry. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. Parish nurses, amazing. Kathy Craven and Marty Tinkham. Kathy, where are you? No? Marty Tinkham back over there. The, the ministry they have is more than just health, uh, physical health. It's also spiritual health. Uh, the, I could just go on and on about the way they minister so beautifully to the body. It's great. Life groups, Robin Penny Hooker, coordinate life groups. All right, would you guys stand up? Stay standing. If you want, have a question about life groups, want to lead one or so forth, those guys right there, okay? If you're going, I don't know how to get a hold of them, get through the office and they'll get you connected, stay standing. If you're leading a life group, you're hosting, you're helping to lead a life group, would you stand up too, please? All you who are helping to lead life groups. Thank you so much. Praise God for that. Thank you. OCS, what a ministry of discipleship and education. Tiffany Gillespie, our fearless principal. Are you here? There you are, Tiffany, right there. Stay standing, Tiffany. She is at the helm of a school that has just been exploding and growing pains and challenges, and it's going phenomenal. Kids are coming to Christ. Kids are being discipled. It's great. All of you who are involved with OCS in some way, the board of OCS, if you're here, stand up. FOCS, please stand up. All right? Yes. By the way, the newest employee of OCS, Mr. Jesse Salgado, right over there. Right on, buddy. The missions board is tasked with connecting IBC to the world and the things God is doing all over the place, raising awareness, coordinating, and that. I'm going to ask you all to stand up. Sue Lotz, Val and Sandy Giles, right over here, would you stand up? Also, would we have, um, I just lost my list. There we go. I should know who they are anyways. Karen Swenson, right there. Asa Curry, Leanne McComb, Kim Sutton. Jessica Orovitz, right here. Jason Bodette is joining this team. He's in the process of onboarding. So thank you, IBC Missions Board. Appreciate you so much. Abby Bacon is our fearless leader of the Greeting Connect team out here. Abby, would you stand up, please? All right, stay standing, stay standing. This ministry under your leadership flourished, and it just we hear such amazing things by newcomers who come in and are greeted. If you're part of the greeting team, would you all stand up? Please, greeters, stand up. All right? Thank you so much. Okay, you may be sitting down. Thank you. Keep up the good work on that. In our kitchen, our magnificent kitchen over there, Megan Waddell, would you stand up wherever you might be found? You're up there in the balcony running that machine. Megan Waddell, Dave and Sonia Brown. Dave and Sonia Brown. They're over there getting us ready. Okay, there they are. Jim Sisk. And Jimmy Van Ozzel's not here. Jim Sisk. He's out there doing his thing. All right. Thank you all for serving 
us so well in the kitchen, keeping that thing organized and running down stolen implements and that kind of thing. (laughs) Christmas house, Christmas house, Jim and Diana Sisk, of course, Jeff, Deb Scott, would you guys stand? Jeff, are you up there? You're up there, and Deb's right here. And Mary Davison, you're part of that as well. Mary's also up there. That's Christmas house leadership, but we know they're the tip of the iceberg. Would you stand up if you participated help with Christmas house this last year, last, the other, just last month? Would you just look at this, Christmas house? Yeah, yeah, look at that. 80-20, yeah, right. 80-20 is not happening The last uh, highlight I want to make is uh, a team that they try to be as much behind the scenes as possible to keep us safe. That's our security team. How we appreciate them. So I'm going to ask them to stand up right now. Neil Penso, our fearless leader of that team, and Joe Force. Joe Force, back there. Bryant is right back there as well. Bryant Crow, Colby Konopaski, Colby, he's probably back there hiding in the shadows, Mike Spencer, Duffy Fours, is usually over here, Duffy's back, oh, they're all in the back, love it, Bryce McGinley, you in here? Not seeing Bryce, Dave Baker, saw you right over here, didn't I, Dave Baker? Okay. Leighton Cougar is not here. Nate Sachs, are you here? No. Randy Lemon? Okay, right there. Yes. <laughs> and Theo? Theo Sachs? You here? Negative. Okay, this is the thing. They're undercover. <laughs> you don't know. But I will say, I'll say you all, we've had more than one occasion where they've had to go into action to protect this body. All right, we had a character come in here with a body cam on, all right, to make a case, blah, 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 not a good scene, and uh, he ended up being arrested by the police out in the foyer, and then it became a court case, and in the court case, I learned this from Steve, our our chairman of the board, uh, Steve, and uh, in the court case, that video was played. And as he was being led away by the police, that camera was still rolling. And Steve Blakeman tells me the last scene in there, as he's being led away, is a a video that's looking back towards the sanctuary, but out in the foyer, the doors are closed, and standing in front of where the uh, the, uh, communion tables is are four of our security guys standing there standing there. And he goes, I wanted to freeze the picture right there, going, it is a picture of protection, of men standing there protecting us, the flock. So security team, thank you for what you guys do. Really appreciate it. Now I would like to to have the lead, lead up song for this next person who comes up, maybe Thunderstruck or, or something that needs to be played, because now I want to introduce to you, who's already been introduced, but our pastor of student ministries, Pastor Corey Durbin, is going to talk about his ministry. 
just want you to know he stole my joke. All right, that was that was all mine. <laughs> uh, no, it is. It's a privilege to serve uh, in this role as um, student pastor here. I love the students we work with, and uh, they are a great group of kids. You should get to know them if you don't. And uh, and I, I'm here to give a report. What is God doing? And so I brought two visual aids, and I understand that at this um, range, they're neither visual or helpful, but, uh, but, but I'm going to give them to you anyway. Um, we'll just show you this one first. Um, one of the things we do in our ministry is we, we want to encourage students to pray. We believe that the Lord answers our prayers, He hears our prayers, and He's active and hears and answers His children. And so we challenge, uh, our, our students actually came up with a goal this year, and they said, hey, we want to pray uh, 10,000 times. That's our student body goal, to pray 10,000 times for our lost friends, our lost family, uh, and those we know. And, and so at, at the start of youth group, we get together and we ask, okay, so h- how many times did you pray this week for that, for that particular instance? And we've been keeping track, trying to reach uh, 10,000. We're well on our way. We're, we're past 1,600 so far for the year. All right? And that's great. The other one is we also we set a goal of baptisms. I believe we we wanted we were hoping praying that the Lord would raise up twelve people to be baptized this year, and we are at ten. All right, we are at ten so far. And if you were to if you were to go into the youth room, you'll see these boards hanging on the wall along with some other boards, uh, and, and and they're just metrics. And and what I want to, you to know is it's not about the metric, it's not about the numbers, it's not about uh, the number of kids who show up on the Sunday, what, what it's representing of, it's representative of God still being faithful, calling the next generation to, into faith. And that's what's happening in the student ministry. God is faithful, and he's still doing that. And, uh, and so um, what we do is we disciple students. And even in the uh, Ephesians passage where we raise up students and equip them for ministry, and they do that. There's a, if you don't know this, there is a group of students who gather every Wednesday morning at the high school to pray. You'll see them there every Wednesday morning to pray for their, their friends, for the teachers. If you're a teacher at the schools, just know you're prayed for every week by these students, and it's amazing. And so uh, God is on the move, and he is faithful. But before I leave, I want to recognize those who have been serving in student ministry. And so if you are one of the student leaders or student ministry leaders uh, serving with us, adult leaders, would you please stand up? And I'll call you out if you don't. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I am, I'm so grateful for this group. They are, it's a joy to do ministry with them, and really we do life together. And uh, just so you know, if you ever decide, hey, I think I might want to join and be a part of the student ministry, you're really walking into a family of people where you're going to do life with, and it's a wonderful opportunity. So uh, one last thing, in case you didn't know, uh, and you're just now hearing, oh, there's a student ministry here, and you have a student in middle school or high school who would like to go, we meet Sunday nights at 6 o'clock. You're more than welcome to come. Even tonight, we'd love to have you. That's it. I am going to introduce he, the one who really needs a walk-up song because he's in charge of all the music, uh, Mr. Steve Kennedy. <laughs> Give him a hand. Thank you. I feel a little um, undressed without a piano in front of me. 
Uh, I have the great privilege of working with some amazing, amazing people, far more talented and gifted than I am, on music side and also on the tech side. So when you hear about worship ministry at IBC, think of those two areas. You see folks up here singing, doing music. You also, behind you, are folks doing soundboard, words on the screen, the lights so we can see each other, and cameras so our shut-ins can watch. And uh, there's a lot of work behind all this, and it's an incredible opportunity to work with these folks. We meet once a month for meetings, and then there's about 30 people on the roster of folks involved in general with the worship ministry. And uh, at this time, I'd like to ask, if you're involved with worship ministry, would you please just stand up? If we could have a hand for them. Yeah. Yeah. And up there, too. Yeah. Yes, and if you were to ask what is something you really notice about these people, what I've noticed is humility, humble servants. We do not seek to entertain you all. We have come out of this body to sing as one big choir to our Lord. That's our purpose, is to worship Him. And we learn from the Bible how to worship, from the book of Psalms all the way to Ephesians, where it talks about singing songs and spiritual songs. We worship in our lives in many ways, and one of them is music. So I'll just give you the three main guiding principles that we run by, and that'll be my conclusion. We serve on worship ministry to first praise God, number one. Number two, to amplify His Word. If we are guided by His Word, there is life in those words, as you all well know. And so we sing the Word on Sunday morning. We praise God, we amplify the word, and finally, we edify this body. We, our goal is to edify and to encourage all of us together. Thank you so much for singing with us every Sunday. We love it. Thank you. Well, as has been said multiple times, and I'll just reiterate it one uh, final time here, the fact is God is doing so many things through so many different people. You. He's working and he's serving and he's glorifying himself and he's bringing uh, much needed attention to himself through you. So thank you, thank you, and thank you for your faithfulness to serving Christ and his church. Some of you might be wondering, you know, because we've had a lot of people stand, a lot of people come forward, and some of you might be wondering, going, uh, I didn't stand. That's not to make you feel bad. That's not to kind of put a, an implicit guilt trip upon you whatsoever. Uh, it's really just to, to recognize those who God has brought forward, who, is, who are serving faithfully, who have been in a formal position of some, way, uh, some form, and we want to give credit where credit is due, as Scripture calls us to do. But the fact is, and we're very uh, un- uh, unapologetic, uh, unapologetic about it, we're really not recognizing people for the sake of recognizing people. We're recognizing people for the sake of looking at going, look how great our God is. Look what God has done. Look how He is growing and serving and, and, and caring for His church through his people. One of the mantras that we have is the body takes care of the body. And one of the ways in which the body takes care of the body is by serving faithfully out of the way in which God has gifted us. So the question I have for each and every one of us in here is this. How has God gifted you 
for the work of service? How has the Spirit of God gifted you and is calling you for the work of service? It's interesting, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 12. He says, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are a variety of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Again, I ask, how has God empowered you and gifted you by His Spirit for the common good of His church? Thank you so much for serving so faithfully in the way in which you have. And I ask that, and my prayer is that you would continue to serve faithfully in the way in which God has called you until he comes one day. A passage that we know very well, but I want to say to you again from John three sixteen and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but instead have everlasting life. Verse 17, but God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And so when we celebrate the Lord's Supper together, what we are celebrating is this. Go ahead and have a seat, actually. Sorry for not saying that earlier. What we are celebrating together is we are celebrating God's relentless love for us. And he shows that relentless love by the sending of his son. And even Jesus himself says, I willingly went to the cross because I love you. And so we take the bread as a way of remembering so that we would not forget, but that we would remember what great sacrifice he went through so that you and I may live. Let's eat the bread together in remembrance of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we take the cup with a similar attitude and perspective, recognizing and acknowledging the fact that it is by His blood we are healed. By His stripes we are healed. By His blood shed on the cross of Jesus Christ, we are atoned for and we are innocent and pure in the sight of God because of what Jesus has accomplished on our behalf. So let's drink together in remembrance of our Savior. Father in heaven, it is you that we are ultimately celebrating here this morning. As much as we want to recognize how you have raised up so many faithful brothers and sisters in Christ to serve your church in various capacities, you are the hero of the story. You are the hero of our lives. And it is you that we honor, and it is you that we seek to bless. It is you that we worship. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth on a divine rescue mission to save us from our sin. May we, as your disciples, as your followers, follow you faithfully until you come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, before I excuse you, there's one final just brief component I want to highlight for us. And that is...
the anticipation looking ahead. We spent a lot of time looking back and, and, and identifying what is going on permanent. I know, you're yawning. I know, I'm just kidding. Just calling you out. <laughs> I was yawning earlier, it's okay. <laughs> the fact is, but I do want to kind of just help you understand or be aware of some of the things that are coming up. And I, and I make these things, kind of I put them on your radar, not because I want your lives to be busier than they already are. How many have busy lives? Yeah. No, you don't? Okay. Well, now we're going to make them busier. So I know we all have very busy lives. We have a lot going on. That's always the tension that we live within, right? But here's the deal. Uh, our, my goal is not to highlight things to make your lives busier. My goal is to highlight things so that your lives might be lived more intentionally. We want to give you opportunity to respond so that you can live more intentionally and more aligned and more on mission for the things that matter for eternity. So if such things coming up, for example, and we'll bring way more attention to this, if you have no idea how to be aware of what's going on uh, at IBC, if you're wondering, like, I have no idea, I'm not getting a news line that you keep referring to, uh, this app thing you keep talking about, one of the greatest ways to get plugged in is, first of all, go to the Connect Desk. They'll get you signed up. This isn't to spam you and fill your email inbox with all kinds of messages, but you do, you can actually sign up for what we have a church center app. That is how you can get in touch with everything. All things that are going on, giving, sermons, all that will be is on the church center app. If you do not have the app, we live in an app centered reality now. So it's like, it's just kind of a, just how we are functioning uh, with one another. So that is available for you. We have things coming up. In February, we're, re- we're reigniting our marriage seminars, marriage and parenting seminars, doing those monthly. So that is coming up, um, February 16th being the first one. We have OPMF, which stands for Olympic Peninsula Men's Fellowship. Adam, just stand up a second again. I know you already stood up before, but he's on the leadership team that is uh, resurrecting this ministry. That's happening in two weeks. Two weekends, uh, in two weeks, you can sign up on the Church Center app. There's a little plug for that. Um, And if you want to volunteer, yes. Oh, plenty of opportunity. Look at that. If you're wondering where to volunteer, Adam's giving you an opportunity already. Uh, We have the If Gathering at the end of February. Uh, I don't know if Brittany Martin's in here or not. Uh, Stand up, Brittany. Come on. And I know you have a whole team of people and stuff, but the If Gathering is happening at the end of the month, and that's coming. That's for women. Uh, I guess guys could show up to it, but you might feel a little out of place if you did. So uh, that's coming up. And one of the coolest things, I think that, not the coolest thing, but one of the things that I have been looking forward to for actually many years, and it's actually happening this Easter, is that we are going to be doing a joint Easter service with multiple churches in the community. And it's not, it's not, we're not doing it as like, hey, we'll do that, and then we're going to go off and do our own thing. This is going to be our Easter service at the high school, and there's five churches right now that are, we're joining together, and it will be our Easter service. It's going to be, it's going to be an awesome time. We've already, we just met this past week to start getting the ball rolling. Everyone's going to have a part. We're going to be meeting at the high school. We'll bring more details to that when it gets a little closer, but this is, a, 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 in some ways, a dream come true because this actually is one of the ways in which we are fulfilling Christ's prayer in John 17 when he says, Christ, when he prays to his Father and says, Father, may they, they being the church, may they be one as you and I are one. It's easy to talk about unity that is necessary in the body of Christ. It's one thing to take active steps towards fostering that unity. 
So we can talk about unity all we want, but until we actually take action and actually do things in which we are coming together like we've been doing the worship nights, only then are we fulfilling and embodying what Jesus prayed for in John 17. And that Easter service is is one of the ways in which we are seeking to do that. That is it for our service. But I'm going to ask my brother, Pastor Emeritus and friend, Mike Jones, to come up. And I can't think of a more appropriate way to end our time this morning than to have Pastor Mike pray for us as a way of commissioning us as we move forward and engage this 2024 year together. Let's just pray that God would be the one that's leading us in it. So, brother, will you pray for us? Let's stand as we pray, shall we? Father God, we thank you, and uh, somehow we sense that we should give you a sustained ovation and applause because great things you have done. We stand amazed at that which you've done. Thank you for the review that we've had this morning. And we still believe, Lord, that the best kept secret of all time is God wants to use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And you're doing that right here in this church. And I thank you for that, Lord. And I thank you for the broad participation that is along those lines. Now, this year, we don't know what the year holds. I don't know what it's going to mean, but I do know this. You hold this next year. It's in your hands. And all we need to do as a people is to keep our eyes fixed upon you, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And all we have to do to be successful this next year is to do what you ask us to do. I pray specifically for the leadership that was represented here, but not only for them, but for all of us that call this our home church, that we would be even, Lord, as I pray for this church every day, and I pray for the leadership of this church every day. Lord, that we would multiply in our love. I love the love that is here, but, oh, God, increase that love. I pray, Lord, that you would give us insight into your scriptures, that we would be men and women of the Word of God, and that you would reveal to us those golden nuggets that allow us to say, oh, that's my God. I pray, Lord, that we would be those who are ever-changing in our character, conforming to the likeness of Christ every day, more like you. I pray, Lord, that we would understand the beautiful fruit of righteousness that you've given to us, the peace, the joy, the mercy, the grace, and the purpose. Would you give that to us, Lord, that we would broadcast that, obviously, to others, that they would even ask for the reason of the hope that is within us. And I pray, Lord, all of these things would be done to your honor and your glory. I often think, how can we say thanks, Lord, for the things you've done for us? Things so undeserved, yet you give to prove your love for us. We confess to you, Lord, the voices of a million angels could never express our gratitude. All that we are, all that we hope to be. We owe it all today. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. 
And we're going to go up in a few minutes to continue our fellowship together. Thank you for the food that is provided for each one of these that have participated in that. And as we break bread together in fellowship, may we seek to encourage each other, celebrating what you've done and for the people you've done that. To God be the glory. Great things he's done. Amen. Amen.